Without further ado, we welcome Mrs. Nerissa Baker. She comes to preach the word of God this evening. Amen. Thank you, Micah. Yeah, as soon as he, uh, Micah mentioned ingredients to a cake, uh, Trent looked over at me, and he's probably thinking, where's my cake? <laughs> Um, I want to thank you guys um, for coming here tonight, and I want to thank Pastor for giving me this opportunity <laughs> to, to speak. Um, we had to keep putting it on hold um, because I was supposed to speak maybe three weeks ago, because, but then weather got in the way. But man, this sunshine's been so awesome, hasn't it? But um, I want to open up with prayer and um, just give glory to God. And Lord, you, you control everything, Lord God. And Father, I, I just pray that you will use me as your servant tonight, Lord. God, that the words that I say are not just words that Nerissa has thought of, Lord, but it's it's words that you have given to me. Use me tonight, Lord God. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I am not sure what goes on in the houses that you guys live in, but I have two little boys, and they are way into video games. And um, a very popular game right now that they are into is Mario Kart. Do you girls play Mario Kart? Okay. All right. Well, um, that's a girl house over there, isn't it? I live in a boy house. So, oh, yeah. Calvin is outnumbered. And we'll stick to just one dad. <laughs> Yeah, Calvin, everyone, give Calvin a hand. Strength. Let's just stretch our hands toward Calvin and just pray for strength and for for him. But um so Mario Kart is if you don't know about this game, um Oh, Deluxe. <laughs> Deluxe 8. All right. You'll get a chance to talk in just a minute, okay? Um, but they are listening. That's good. Maybe I, if I need to discipline them, I just need to stand here. Like, we'll just drive to the church. Then maybe they'll listen if I'm up here. I don't know. But um, so Mario Kart. Everyone pretty much should know what Mario is. It's a video game. And then Mario Kart is a race that uh, you drive these little cute looking cars and um, it's very popular in my house but I have two boys and they are extremely competitive and there can be some pretty serious smack talk going on during Mario Kart um, I, I don't know little things that a four-year-old could say like Lincoln, I'm beating you, but he's really not. You know, just lots of smack talk going on. But I want Lincoln and Grant to come up because they know about Mario Kart. Sometimes the sand, most of the time the Sanborns are here, but they couldn't, 
they have high water. And I was, I'm so disappointed because I know that Caleb and Solomon play Mario Kart because we talk about it. Come up. Yeah. I said, come forward. This is your chance. Okay. So I want you guys to just say your favorite Mario Kart character. Is it, uh, can't be one of the new ones. It's, it's whoever. Link. Link. Yeah. And who's your favorite? Uh, dry Bowser. The Dry Bowser. And um, so I just got to say this. Lincoln is good at playing Mario Kart, as is Trent. But Grant, he, he likes the idea of playing Mario Kart. Um, he likes to walk in different rooms and uh, carry his controller in a different room, and then he wonders why it's not working, but he gets easily distracted. Yeah, okay, listen. All right, don't make me regret this. Okay, so I, I myself, I really try. I try so hard to win at Mario Kart, but I am not good at playing it. I'm not good at playing it, am I? No, I'm not very good at playing it. Lincoln, when we were snowed in, every single day he would ask me, please play Mario Kart with me, Mommy. And I think it was just because he could beat me. He was so good. Yes. So I'm, gonna, I'm keeping you guys up here for only a moment because I have one more thing to ask. Please stand up. You guys, you can tell they're uh, part of Pastor's family because they're so used to being around here. They're laying at the altar. So, um, this is what I want to ask you. There are these things during the race, and I don't know if it's the correct name, but I'm going to keep using it tonight. They're called like the power boosters, we call them, right? And it's things throughout the race so that you get to help you race. So, what type of things do you get? But what do you get throughout the race? Eggshells. Eggshells that you throw at the other. A blue uh, eggshell, but it uh, explodes. It explodes. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. What makes you more faster? Right. They make you go faster. Okay. Give them a. Okay. One more. A bomb. And bombs. Okay. Give them a hand because they're going to go back to their dad. A blue bell. Okay, good job. So these are these things that we call power boosters that make you go fast during the game. One time Trent was racing me during this game because sometimes when we put the kids in bed, we'll, we'll play. We'll, we'll play Mario Kart because then no little hands take the controller out of our hands. You know, you just got to keep stuff fresh when you're married. So we play Mario Kart. But one time, Trent, who is good at video games, um, he was in second or third place. It's usually 12 racers. So he is really, really up front. But he kept getting these lame power boosters where, okay, all right. <laughs> Okay. Okay. 
So, <laughs> I should have known. I should have known talking about Mario Kart this would happen. But they're listening. But um, he would get these really lame power boosters where it's just like a banana that you throw at the other racers to make the other racers go slower. And um, nothing like the rocket jet pack that I would get because I would be in 12th place. I would be way in the back, way behind everyone. And so I would get these power boosters when you like reach a new level or something. And I would like fly past maybe three or four racers. And Trent said a little complaint. He said, why don't I ever get the good ones? Why don't I ever get the good power boosters? And I, I just said one time, I, I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but I said, maybe the game feels sorry for me because I'm so far behind. So I'm so far behind, and it just gives me like this little, I don't know, like a little pat on the back, like it's okay, you know, like you can get a little bit ahead. But as soon as my rocket jet pack went away, I was back behind in 12th place. And one one time Micah was opening service or something like that a couple weeks ago and he mentioned about getting a boost from the Holy Spirit a boost from God and it got me thinking about these power boosters in Mario Kart and I made like a little note on it and I thought well maybe I could go with that go in that direction sometime because it got me thinking about in this race how I'm so far behind where sometimes you just need that um, power booster in your life like you need something to just give you that boost to keep you moving forward um, to give you some encouragement to just keep moving forward not just in a video game but also in a in the game of life you know as a mom I can feel very behind and lacking for my kids I wonder each and every day am I teaching them enough of what they need in the world right now there's this constant thing going on you know where you just think should I educate them and everything and I won't go into detail or should I should I shelter them from some stuff should I wait for them to ask me questions or should I just communicate and openly talk about things you know like you are constantly feeling like you're you're lacking am I doing enough because you just keep wondering am, am I falling behind am I falling behind as a wife I start wondering um Am I falling behind in um, the type of wife that my husband needs? Am I listening like I should? Am I giving him the care and attention that I should even when I'm spent after a day with the kids? Um, I, I feel like I could uh, feel behind spiritually. I am worn out and exhausted in my mind and in my spirit how could I possibly have time for God you know I'm just so worn out I'm just so behind and um, do you do you ever feel behind it could be at your job the place this place that takes I've heard Trent say man 
my job is what takes all of my time and energy and I don't know if I like that you know um, but he's thankful for his job I'll just say that but it's where you spend all of your time and all of your energy but you could feel behind there you see other co-workers getting promoted or um, where you feel like you have more experience than they do and you've been working with this company longer but yet you're still feeling behind um, you could feel um, behind or forgotten in relationships in your life you um, try so hard to people please um, to keep the people in your life people that you love happy but it's never enough uh, making you feel like you're racing but you just can't keep up to be where they think you should be um, something that I feel real strongly about and we've been discussing this a lot at you know coffee and convo and a video you've put up about um, you're in this race of comparison like you're comparing yourself um, to others uh, I read a quote one time by uh, president president Roosevelt and he said that comparison can be the thief of joy and I, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of truth in that um, because you start questioning and asking, why am I not as successful as them? Why can't I be happy as them? Why can't I have it all together like them? And so there's just so many things that you can just feel behind in. And it can really just start wearing you down. And it got me thinking about um, all the different scenarios and passages in the Bible about um, people that felt like they were behind, like they need that they needed that power booster to get them to where they needed to be and um, it was interesting my mom shared something on Facebook about Hannah and I messaged her and I said I'm, I'm gonna share about Hannah tonight and um, so she said I could use some of the stuff she said if I wanted to but Hannah in the Bible is someone who felt behind um, she wanted a child so badly and the Bible talks about how her husband loved her and showed her favor he, he did he showed her favor but it just she felt like she was missing something important in her life she wanted a child um, first Samuel um, chapter 1 verses 6 and 7 says and because the Lord had closed her womb her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her this went on year after year whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat her rival was the other wife of her husband and this her rival constantly irritated her caused her grief causing her to feel less than causing her to feel like she wasn't where she needed to be in her race I guess you could say in her life and so much grief so to where Hannah would not eat now um, 
I feel like that's strong because as a woman, I really, I love to eat. I love my food. And so I just think, man, that, that is grief right there. I, yes. So what Hannah needed was a power boost. And um, she was low in her life, but she knew who to call out to. She knew where to go. And um, the Bible says, excuse me, in 1 Samuel 1, verses 10 and 11, in bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. And it says she called upon the Lord in her bitterness. I mean, have you ever just felt so low that you just felt so bitter? You just felt so angry. But she knew exactly who her power so source excuse me, should come from. And the Bible says later in the chapter that the Lord remembered her. And um, she had a baby and named him Samuel. And um, so this is just what I got from that. You need to go to the Lord even when you feel angry and bitter. He knows exactly what you are going through. And he will remember you. Hannah had a season of waiting her turn. But she got that power boost in her life exactly when she needed it. Um, if you go to Mark 9, it talks about a man bringing his child to Jesus because the child was possessed with an evil spirit. Mark 9, 17 through 22 says, A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashing his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. The father said it has thrown him into fire or water to kill him. Can you imagine the torture that these parents went through, that this father went through? If you have had any kids in your life, you know that each and every day there's a chance they could get hurt. Um, 
I have two sons, obviously, and they like to play WrestleMania and the trampoline. Um, they created a new Olympic sport called ice sledding in our backyard, and they went off a, a ramp. Um, sometimes, I don't know, I just don't watch them because I just can't. I just can't. I mean, it's a good thing our neighbors aren't close by anymore or else they would hear me constantly screaming, get off of your brother. You know, I mean, Grant um, has sent me into moments of panic. When he was two, he stuck many M&Ms up his nose. And um, Lincoln, I can see him. We have this little push around car that like a toddler can sit on and he's standing on top of it when he was about three or four going down, like standing on top of it going down a hill. I mean, those things alone can stress out a parent. But to hear and realize the need in this father's life, um, when he brought his son to Jesus, he was in serious need of that power boost. And um, the father said to Jesus, and I love it, if you can do anything. And um, Jesus replies back, if you can, says Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and stood up. So we have situations in our lives that will totally wear us down. Lack of income, illness, dealing with family problems. We will feel like we have nothing left in us where it will take our faith away. But if we just cry out to Jesus, help me in my unbelief, he will answer us. He will show us his power and remind us that everything is possible in him who believes. I, I think about also someone in need of a power boost in the Bible, and that was the woman with the issue of blood. She had spent all she had, and doctors could not cure her. The Bible says that she had 12 long years of suffering. She was slowly dying. The book of Mark says she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. I really enjoy watching shows that are based around historical events. I mean, me and Trent, we, we kind of like watching, you know, things like that. And I've heard Trent say before, man, wouldn't it be nice to just live in those simpler times? And I, I kind of think, okay, yeah, maybe. But then an episode comes on where somebody gets 
sick. And I say, uh, no, I do not want to live then. I don't want leeches on my body. Also, I appreciated the epidural I had when I, when I had my children. I mean, all the pain. You feel it. You feel it when you watch those shows. But <laughs> when I think about the woman with the issue of blood, where she suffered for 12 years. Imagine the experiments, the money that she spent for these doctors to try to figure out what was wrong with her. The, the torture, the pain that she went through. I mean, also, not only physically, but emotionally. I mean, I, I'm taking it like she wasn't able to have children. You know, your worth was based on that back then. Um, she was truly at the end of her rope. She had heard about Jesus, and she knew in her mind that he was going to be her power booster. And the Bible says, of, we, we all know the story, when she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was immediately healed. Something that I like about when I'm reading that in the Bible about the woman with the issue of blood at the same time, um, there was a man pleading to Jesus for his daughter's healing in front of the crowd. People were not paying attention to that woman with the issue of blood, but she reached out anyways. And Jesus restored her and brought her miracle out to the open. And, um, you know, it got me thinking about how we may have something very personal going on in our lives. We may think that no one understands or it's just too painful for us to share out in the open the miracle that we need. We may see also going on around us another miracle going on when we ourselves need that miracle so bad. But it got me thinking about how she just reached out to the true power source, that true, that true booster that she needed. She had faith in Jesus. And that's all you need. You just need that faith to get that healing, to get restored, to get exactly what you need. Um, the Apostle Paul knew exactly what it was like to get a power boost from, from the Lord. Even during great revelations, God used him. Even through great revelations and God was using him, Paul was given a thorn in his flesh. And he describes it as a messenger from Satan. Um, it was someone that tormented him, and he asked the Lord to remove it. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, but the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. We don't have to be strong on our own. We should not let the troubles of the world make us feel like we are behind, but we need to let Jesus give us that power that we need. Um, Paul also wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, 
verse 18 through 19. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. All we need to do is ask for that power and believe in that power and we will receive that power. That's that's really all I had to share. I just I I mean life is just so, so life can just be so hard and difficult if we let it be hard and difficult. Sometimes I feel like each and every day I'm having to get my mind right with the Lord to focus on him. And I just I wanted to encourage you um, to pray for that power to receive that power from God. So, Pastor, we come forward. Praise the Lord. I think we need to glorify God for the power that he's given us through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There have been many times I've talked to